welcome to Zoo Notable. I'm PJ with ZooFit and a very happy October to everyone. We are uh, coming into the fall season and one of the things that I like to think about during this time of the year is uh, is ways to get every day is a, another way to to start again or to um, to learn a little bit more about ourselves and what can we can do to uh, to become the best versions of ourselves. Every day is a new learning experience. And I was looking back on some of my stories working with animals and remembering the time I worked with dolphins and a special, special dolphin named Thor. And just all the, th- the amazing things that he would teach me, um, just as much as I taught him some behaviors, he taught me some amazing life lessons as well. And as I was looking back, I remembered that one of those lessons that he taught me was the importance of having what I call a target behavior. So this is a story of me when I first started working with Thor, teaching him an amazing, amazing behavior called the V-spin. Hope you enjoy. When I was 24, I was promoted from the entry-level husbandry assistant position to animal care specialist. Lily, my working mentor, was transferring to the Arctic exhibit to work with beluga whales, polar bears, and walruses. For the previous two years under Lily's tutelage and watchful eye, I learned how to train dolphins, particularly Thor, as Lily had been in charge of his training group. When the job opened up and I accepted the new title of animal care specialist, I begged to take on Thor's training group. Continuing our relationship together felt like a pretty smooth transition. Thor was unlike any animal I've ever worked with. I guess most animal trainers say that about their first animals they train. But still, Thor stole my heart and kept a hold of it for more than two years as I cared for him and the other two dolphins in his training group. I taught Thor, Gage, and Buddy dozens of behaviors, but they seem insignificant compared to the life lessons the dolphins taught me, and no one was a better teacher than Thor. Working with Thor was a literal dream come true. I mean, I would have been happy working with any dolphin, but to me, Thor was very special. An experienced older male, Thor was a rough and tough kind of dolphin, a little bit of an outsider. At least the other trainers considered him an outsider. They thought him to be disruptive because, well, as the alpha male, he basically did what he wanted. I thought that made him a badass. Thor was a huge dolphin, weighing just under 800 pounds. But it wasn't his size that granted him his dominance. He wore battle scars to prove he had fought his way to the top. His upper rostrum, what we might call the upper quote-unquote lip, because dolphins don't have lips, had a notch torn out. Cuts and scrapes constantly adorned his long, sleek body, but it didn't make him look ugly in the least. He looked rugged. To the female dolphins, Thor was a sexy beast, and they welcomed him any time with open flippers, much to the annoyance of my colleagues who trained some of the female dolphins. Thor and his lady friends did not care about propriety or quote-unquote getting a room. If they had the opportunity, they took it, even if it was in the middle of a training session. But what I loved most about Thor was that he had an intense love of learning. He always seemed to be up for a training session with me. Dolphins are very intelligent animals, but Thor picked up on behaviors I taught him incredibly quickly. 
Being an older, more experienced animal, he had a large repertoire already. So when looking to teach a new behavior, I often picked an action that combined two or more already established routines. And when I was a husbandry assistant, learning how to work with Thor, he was paired up with a subordinate male dolphin, Buddy, who seemed to be the most happy-go-lucky dolphin ever. This must have been the most appropriate name for a dolphin because Buddy was everyone's best friend. He was the go-to dolphin for interactions with special need guests because he would just hold still at the surface of the water while people pet him. He never got into fights with Thor and was perfectly content in doing whatever the ladies told him to. Buddy knew a bunch of behaviors, most of them basic husbandry, such as mouth open, slide up onto the scale, and letting us get a blood sample from his tail flukes. While all these seem really impressive, they're still kind of basic behaviors for dolphin trainers. He also does some fun interactive behaviors such as handshake, which is propelling himself out of the water to touch the trainer's hand, and vocalizations. As far as quintessential dolphin performances, Buddy had a decent bow, the jumping out of the water and creating a slight rainbow sort of shape with their body as they dive back in. But beyond that, the happy-go-lucky dolphin didn't do a lot of other things. There's also Gage, a young male who had joined Thor's training group when I was promoted. Gage had been born at the park just about three years before, and he didn't know a lot of behaviors, but he knew at least one, the target. The target is the first behavior every dolphin learns. While it's a basic behavior, the most basic to a dolphin trainer, we humans have to complicate things. The target is a behavior, and it's also an object. Now, often trainers use a stick or a pole with a boo at the end that is object called a target. The dolphins touching the target with their rostrum is the behavior target. And if you can get the dolphin to target the pole, the sky's the limit for what behaviors you can train after that. Dolphins learn that when they touch the target, they get reinforced. And for Buddy and Thor, the reinforcement was usually fish. But for young dolphins still nursing from their mom, some trainers reinforce touching the target by jumping up and down, giving the youngster lots of attention and rubbing them down in places that they liked, along the sides of their bodies, such as under the rostrum, or perhaps even their flippers or their tail flukes. We also introduce them to toys like boat fenders, buoys, and basketballs, as well as tactile items like ice, gelatin treats, and water hoses. And once the dolphins associated touching the target with getting treats, whether it was food or something better, then the training could really take off. The target behavior has to come first, though. The trainer wants the dolphin to understand what we want them to do. Touch the target, and we want them to want to do it, creating a history of reinforcement. Whenever one of the trainers came out from behind the scenes carrying a target pole, the dolphins would get very, very excited. That target pole meant they were learning and continuing progress on a new behavior, which meant lots of treats and attention and lots and lots of fun. And Gage knew how to target, but beyond that, he was fairly inexperienced. The young dolphin stopped nursing more than a year before, but the furthest his previous trainer was able to get was holding still in the water to eat at his what we called station. Dean had taught Gage to let us manipulate his tail flukes, one of the most crucial steps in obtaining a blood sample, but had only been able to stick a needle and receive a partial sample. As Gage got displaced, well, 
Well, yeah, okay, he got displaced by Thor. And moving Gage to Thor's group was actually a really smart decision. Now, being the male group granted Gage some protection from the other males. And learning from an experienced male would give Gage all the confidence he needed to be a happy, healthy dolphin in the pod. And one of my favorite behaviors I trained the entire group, individually, not together, was a behavior called a V-spin or a vertical spin. This was a particularly popular behavior in shows as it demonstrates the agility and acrobatic ability dolphins possess. For the behavior, the dolphin jumps straight out out into out of the water, spinning in a circle. It's kind of like an ice skater spinning fast in a standing position. But honestly, I think the dolphin's version is a little bit more impressive. V-spins are elegant to watch. They also happen to be a great example of strenuous exercise that dolphins need to perform to maintain their physical health. Not to mention these type of strenuous behaviors are mentally stimulating during the training. And I mean for the trainer as much as for the animal in my experience. Learning this challenging exercise improves physical and mental health and creates variety in the dolphins' lives. Because variety is the spice of life and no one, including dolphins, elephants, sea otters, or polar bears, enjoys doing the same old repetitive activities over and over and over. I learned this just is true in fitness many years later. It's important to keep behaviors interesting. So I had my group of dolphins, three handsome males, Gage, Buddy, and Thor. I had my idea for a new behavior. Now it was time to teach it. And when it came to Thor, training Thor to do the V-spin, it was a bit easier than starting from square one, since Thor already knew a behavior called the hula. Now, hula is actually similar to a V-spin, which included spinning in a circle with the head out of the water, but it didn't involve the leaping vertically out of the water. So the hula behavior kept the rest of the body submerged under the water. Now, Thor also knew basic aerial behaviors such as the bow, again, that's the arcing jump out of the water that dolphins are infamous for. And knowing how to do those energetic behaviors like bows and side breaches could be beneficial learning a new aerial behavior. So I felt the V-spin would be a great challenge for my new group of dolphins, starting with that top dog himself. And the method that I use and what, what nearly every trainer I know uses is called shaping. The shaping takes an idea of a completed behavior as a trainer envisions it. And then rather than teach the whole thing at once, it creates a series of steps. Those steps can be vary greatly from animal to animal and from trainer to trainer. Now, for me, one of the easiest ways to figure out the steps necessary to teach a behavior was to work backwards from the end goal. I couldn't expect Thor or any dolphin in in his group to instantly know what I wanted him to do. So I envisioned the V-spin in my head. I imagined Thor's long, sleek body propelling completely out of the water. What would I need to teach Thor in order to get that image? I needed him to go to the deeper part of the pool to gain some momentum. How would he know what I wanted him to do in the deep part of the water? Well, I'd probably have to start in the shallower area where I could teach him step-by-step the progression of the V-spin. And with that end result in mind, I worked backwards until I reached the point that Thor was already comfortable, mainly the target. Thor already knew how to do the hula as his regular training area in the shallower part of the exhibit. 
And while the dominant male could go anywhere he wanted, this training spot was where he was most comfortable. Now, since the V-spin was basically a hula out of the water, this action along with the target would aid me in progressing the mighty Thor in his learning. So for step one in teaching a V-spin to an animal who already knew a lot of behaviors, I asked for an established behavior that Thor already knew. Again, that hula, while touching the target pole. That keystone habit all dolphins learned early on. Now, while keeping focus on the target and touching it with his rostrum, he spun around. At first, that's all I asked him to do, touch the target while doing the hula. And once Thor understood he needed to touch the target while doing the hula, I moved to step two, which was raising the target pole a little higher out of the water. This behavior was a little easier said than done, though. Now, while hula and target were easy behaviors, trying to do both at the same time must have been a little bit like trying to pat your head and rub your belly at the same time. But once he did it just a little, I reinforced him with some fish. And this seemed to seal the deal. And almost like he said, thought to himself, oh, I get treats for doing this? Let's do that again. Now, at this point, I wanted Thor to differentiate this new behavior he was learning from, from his old behavior of the hula. Because I wanted him to still stay in the water when I asked him to do the hula, but speed off and launch himself out of the water when I asked for V-spin. So, I incorporated a new signal that would tell Thor what behavior I wanted him to do. It took some time for Thor to consistently spin while propelling himself out of the water to touch the target, but soon he was getting the hang of it. Spinning in a circle in the water was not, is not as challenging as spinning in a circle while ex exerting the effort to jump out and touch the target pole a little bit above the water, but Thor made it look incredible. Now it was time to progress a little bit further. So I raised that target pole just a little bit higher. Now this step, Thor caught on really quickly. It seemed easier for him to propel all the way out of the water than hold his body steady just a few feet above the water. I introduced a way for Thor to differentiate the V-spin from other behaviors he knew. The signal I chose was my index finger pointing up to the sky and circling in front of me three times. It was distinguishable from the hula, which was the index finger pointed down and then drawing a circle in front of my body. As Thor grew more and more confident in his V-spins, I knew it was time to move away from the side of the pool and get him to do the behavior in the deep end of the exhibit. The deeper part of the pool would be the most ideal spot for Thor to perform his V-spin, as it would be, give him more depth to gain momentum. But Thor would likely receive the request for a V-spin from his training station at the side of the pool. So this transition occurred in two stages. Stage one was me working with him in the deeper part of the pool. No, I didn't dive in the water with Thor and a target pole, but I worked from a very awkward station for myself. Surrounding the deep end of the pool was a naturalistic rock work with one particular spot that overhung into the dolphin exhibit. I used a very long target pole and asked for the V-spin. Thor quickly learned to do the V-spin in the deep part of the pool. I was also there to guide him and show him where to go. Not too far off from the idea of having my fitness instructor guide me in the beginning of stages of my fitness journey. The next stage for me to ask Thor for the V-spin from the side of the pool, but rather than him perform it right in front of me, 
have him swim to the deep end of the pool and perform the behavior there. So for this, I used another trainer. My, uh, my assistant would hold the long target pole <clears throat> and stand on the very high rock where I taught Thor to do the V-spin in the deep water. I asked Thor for the V-spin with a very special signal, and then the other trainer would smack the water with the target pole and wait to inform Thor exactly where to perform that V-spin. Again, it didn't take long for Thor to pick up exactly what to do and where to do it. So slowly, we faded the target pole out altogether. What we mean by fading out is that we didn't have to use the target pole every single time we asked for the V-spin, but we didn't want to cut it out too early either. So to phase out the necessity, a second trainer would stand on the rock just in case Thor got confused. But once Thor consistently performed his vertical jump with a spin out without a second trainer to help direct him, I deemed the behavior complete and ready for other trainers to ask when they were working with him. This way, even on my days off, Thor could still maintain his V-spin behavior, and also he wouldn't only do the V-spin just for me. Now, even for an experienced dolphin, I felt Thor picked up the behavior fairly quickly. Working on the behavior about twice a day, it took him about three to four weeks to fully learn the V-spin. He learned it step by step, starting from just a target. The target later helped Buddy engage to each learn to perform fantastic V-spins as well. It never ceased to amaze me when I was feeding all three boys together and sending them on that V-spin together, watching them take off like jetpacks or attach their fins and soaring into the air like torpedoes. Okay, so what does all of this have to do with targets and with my fitness? Well... Um, I was actually just at the American Association of Zookeepers conference, and I presented my a long, a workshop that was called Stop Burnout Before It Starts. And basically, we were talking about, um, in that, that workshop, we we're talking about what, what I call our seven fundamentals for self-care. And those fundamentals are those healthy habits or those uh, things that we can do um, that are, again, fundamental to our mental and physical well-being, especially in this job. And those fundamentals are sleep, eat, move, uh, what I call mindfulness or what we might all call meditation, breathing, rejuvenation, and celebration. Now, they're all fundamental. All of them are very, very important. But which one is the one thing that will uh, that will stand out above all else, all others, uh, to help you in the most profound way? And honestly, for for most people, or at least for some uh, some experts, they'll say that the most important one is sleep. It is the foundation on which the other fundamentals lay. And that may or may not be true for someone. For me, when I was first starting out. Um, in, in my fitness journey, my keystone habit or my target behavior or that one fundamental that was stood out the most important to me was actually drinking water. Again, uh, not, not, a, not a fundamental, but something that was really, really, really important for me that helped me uh, on my journey. I had a lot of di different goals and I needed to find the one, that one thing that I could do 
um, that would that would have the biggest impact on my health and well-being. I was working outdoors um, in the hot sun very frequently. I uh, again being working outdoors, I um, ex- I sweated a little bit, and but also again needed to have needed to stay hydrated. Um, Drinking water also can help us differentiate whether or not we are hungry or whether we are just thirsty. Again, we often uh, misinterpret thirst for hunger. Drinking water, believe it or not, um, also helps us sleep. It helps us with, with the, when we are working out. Again, there is a lot of different habits attached to drinking water that I found would be, or I thought would be very, very helpful for me in the long run if I had just established a water drinking habit. So that became my, what I called my target. So remember, the target was that first behavior that we teach any dolphin. Again, touch this pole or touch my hand and get a treat. And once you've got that target trained, then the sky's the limit when we're training our dolphins, when we're training, training any of our animals. So what is that target for me? And for me, that at that moment in my time was drinking water. And the big question is for you, what's your target? Is it sleep? Again, sleep is the foundation upon which all of our other fundamentals uh, lay. Again, uh, sleep helps us think clear. It gives us more energy. Um, I often say our workday starts the night before. It's really, really important for us to make sure that we are getting enough rest. Maybe that's your, your target behavior, trying to get a little bit more extra sleep or trying to f- find ways to improve your sleep, uh, sleep routine. One of the ways that we can do that is to create an environment that is cool, dark, and quiet. So take the TVs, take the computers, um, take your phones out of the room. Or if you have to have your phone for an alarm, uh, make sure that it is turned off uh, or, like again, that is faced away from you. Those blue lights emit um, into our, again, when we are looking at those blue lights, it is actually simulates the sun, and so it does keep us awake. So we want it to be dark. We also want it to be quiet. And we don't need mean, like, dead silent. If you want some white noise or some nature noise, that's perfectly okay. But once again, having a radio or having someone talking or, or even, again, like having the TV in the background can be a little bit disruptive to our brain when we're trying to sleep. And also making sure that it's cool. Um, most experts uh, recommend about 68 to 72 degrees is ideal for uh, having a really, really good night's sleep. So that's something that you can do to help make, if, if sleep is your, uh, your target behavior, helping that be a little bit more conducive and, and maybe even help you out, again, in other areas as well. Um, but maybe the other thing that you might be wanting to do is on the opposite side of that, of the, what I call our fundamentals, and maybe you want to start with celebration. Maybe, again, that one simple step of learning to uh, reinforce our efforts as we're going on this journey. Again, um, the thing about celebration and that one thing that makes it such a fundamental is that it does release dopamine in our, uh, again, releases dopamine from our brain so that we get to crave whatever activity that we just celebrated. 
Um, it also is a way to, again, mark progress. I've, so often we focus on the negative. We punish ourselves or we blame or shame ourselves into doing behaviors and doing things that we quote unquote should or maybe even should not be doing. And when we change that, when we flip that script, when we change our, our mindset and we start focusing on celebrating, again, we learn just like the animals do, we learn to go above and beyond. We get excited about these new things that we are trying to for our own well-being. So we get excited about uh, trying new healthy recipes. We get excited about trying this new workout or going out on a hike or doing something physical, um, moving our bodies. We get, we actually look forward to that moment where we are meditating or when we're getting ready to go to bed because we've trained our brain to crave this activity by celebrating every step along the way. So maybe that is a great place to start, uh, again, one of your target behaviors as well. One of the things that we get may, uh, may, I've also heard being heard, I call them target behaviors because again, that's the training, the animal trainer in me. Uh, something I've heard somebody else refer to them as, as what I, we call a keystone habit. So the keystone is uh, mentioned as the, the center stone in old, old archways. So again, like again, very ancient um, buildings that would have that stone archway. And then in the center of that archway at the very top would be what they called the keystone. And they call it the keystone because if you pulled that out, the entire archway collapsed. It was the one thing holding the entire archway together. It's pretty, pretty impressive. So that is a... Um, and that is, again, the same thing as a target. What's that one habit? What's the one activity or behavior that you want to get started today that's going to hold everything together, that's going to be your starting point, um, that if you pulled it out, again, things probably wouldn't work out as well. You may not have as great of a day. So there's, there's your story. Again, learning, teaching, learning, <laughs> teaching Thor how to do a V-spin, starting with a target. Again, once you get the target, sky's the limit. And then what is your target behavior? And can you get started on that today? So thanks for joining me on this telling my story. Um, again, let me know what you thought of this one and again, how you're able to apply this to your own life. Uh, again, creating those targets, going a little bit further um, and improving our lives a little bit day in, day out, uh, starting today. Uh, October, we've got some great things in, in store for us. I uh, got, got some special uh, we got some very special guests and then some incredible, incredible books, including a special Halloween treat called a book called Eat That Frog. <laughs> I think that'd be appropriate for Halloween. And then other, again, special guests. We have Sabrina Brando and my friend Miranda Levi, who has written a couple books we're going to be discussing along a little later this month. So stay tuned and Thank you so much for your support. If you'd like to learn a bit more about ZooFit, 
you can and what we do um you can learn a little bit more at zoofit.net thanks and i'll catch you all next time <laughs>